Hello, it's Pete here, and welcome to EdTech Innovators. This week, we have an interview with Blessing Marigheri, who will talk to us about EdTech, research, and entrepreneurship. Enjoy. Okay, welcome, Blessing Marigheri. I think we've sorted out our technical problems now. It's been a day of technical problems, I don't know about you, but uh, how are you today? Yeah, I'm doing okay, thanks. Yeah, it's just been a busy day uh, working at the college, but um, yeah, things are good. How are you today? I'm very well. Yeah, well, it's a constant, really, isn't it? But yeah, um, yeah, so so tell us about the college that you work at, and then obviously we'll get onto the more important issue of uh, your um, interest in research and edtech. Yeah, so uh, I've been working at Leeds City College. Uh, it's been uh, it was ten. I turned one year on the first of August uh, this year, and uh, I specialise in teaching entrepreneurship uh, level three. And this year, this September coming, we're uh, launching a new course in level two and level three uh, marketing. And these are uh, vocational courses that I'm going to be uh, delivering. So yeah, that's what and uh, that's where I work and, and teach uh, at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something before we start talking about our tech and research, and obviously this is relevant, but the issue of entrepreneurship keeps coming up on this podcast. I don't know if you've listened to a few of the episodes, but there's always somebody who has an interest in entrepreneurship. Um, so tell us about what you think is, is starting to change, maybe, uh, maybe because of COVID, but maybe unrelated to that in terms of uh, entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can start off to share my sort of entrepreneurship background or sort of journey and sort of get, get into the sort of current times uh, as well. So uh, back when I was 16, I, I launched my own uh, contract cleaning company after uh, finishing off my GCSE exam. So I was looking for a, a part-time job for the long summer holidays and I struggled to find a job. And that led me to launch my own cleaning company uh, without any sort of business experience. And I managed to turn that business uh, into a success. And through uh, after that, I had a lot of young people coming up to me and asking how I've started uh, a business at a young age. And that got me interested in entrepreneurship education and, and entrepreneurship in general. And then that led me to run my own social enterprise, not delivering uh, enterprise and employability programs across the country. So that's sort of where my passion for, for entrepreneurship uh, sort of came from. But I think with the times that we're in now, it, it's quite an exciting time, uh, although some negative things have happened due, due to COVID-19. But I think in terms of entrepreneurship, this is an opportunity for uh, business-minded people, entrepreneurial people, uh, to make the most of uh, digital. Uh, a lot of the high street is moving into the digital world now. So we're at some exciting times where um, it's about nature and entrepreneurship. This is what I try and embed into uh, and when I'm delivering entrepreneurship education in colleges and across the country. Uh, and it's about nature and uh, entrepreneurship, getting the young people to think about ideas uh, that might be solving the current problems that we're having. Um, so we, we're seeing a lot of the high street shops closing down and moving into online. So we, we are sort of an exciting time uh, at the moment in terms of entrepreneurship and setting up businesses that are going to make a difference and you know, provide employment opportunities. Hmm. Well, forgive me for being uh, so binary with my question here, but um, can you give us a, a good reason and a bad reason for, if you were going to start up your contract cleaning business um, now, uh, why would that be a good idea? Why would it offer opportunities that have never been here be there before? And why would it also be a, a terrible idea? 
Um, I think starting it now, I think uh, as you know, as a country, we are in a recession. And when I started my cleaning business, you know, it was in the 2008 uh, recession time, 2009. Uh, and during that time, and I managed to turn that business in, into a success, uh, even though a lot of businesses were finding it ch challenging. And, you know, I was able to clean for uh, universities, university accommodations, some law firms across the, the, the country, the, um, the Leeds area. Uh, and the idea around that was to um, solve a problem. I was struggling to find a job and I used my entrepreneurial uh, spirit, my entrepreneurial passion uh, into turning that into a business. I was able to employ six people. And I think that's one of the positive that came out of it. I was able to recruit and actually offer jobs uh, to people that might have been struggling with their jobs as well. But on the other side, you've also got competition and the way things are changing now, uh, especially with due to COVID-19. Uh, a lot of people might not not be uh, going into buildings so um, there might not be a need for a contract cleaning business uh, however it's, it's about uh, looking at the the current problems and seeing how that could be turned uh, into a positive so you know uh, as I mentioned uh, before about the example in, in the high street where um, businesses are closing down so it's about looking at, at creating online shops that's why uh, businesses such as Deliveroo have been a success Amazon is quite a success at the moment so I think the economy is sort of ready for new and innovative uh, ideas that are going to provide more jobs because people are losing jobs uh, from the high street and there's going to be a need uh, that's going to be needed. So there is a sort of uh, a positive and a negative that might come out of it in, in terms of entrepreneurship, but entrepreneurship can create jobs. Uh, people can start businesses to develop uh, employability skills, you know, which which what I did. I'm using uh, my business experience uh, into the employment world uh, as well. So that those are some of the positives and some of the negatives that might come out of it in terms of entrepreneurship at this current times and you're uh, developing your own podcast as well so we had a, a guy on a couple of weeks back called phil Polucha. i don't know if you had that podcast but it's well worth listening listening to if you didn't hear it um and this guy is really evangelical about podcasts he thinks that everybody you know who's everybody who's involved in any anything uh, with the public face like should have their own podcast so what, what's the um the concept behind yours and how's it going yeah, so um, the idea came during lockdown. Uh, I had a bit of uh, extra time in my hands without, you know, travelling into work. And I was just thinking, how can I uh, enhance learning experiences for my, my students? Uh, we, we're gonna, I knew we were going to be approaching or, or using blended learning approach um, in the new academic year starting in September. So the idea, uh, so the podcast is called Learning with Bless or Learning with, with Me. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing uh, professionals, uh, especially in the marketing and entrepreneurship world. Uh, and I'd like to bridge that gap uh, between education and employment. Uh, as we move towards a, a blended learning approach, I believe there is a gap and there is a need to have more uh, education content that, that's inspiring, that's going to motivate uh, young people, that's going to educate them about the, the world of work we're going into, especially with the current changes that are happening. And one of my questions that I always ask my guest is, how has COVID-19 and how has digital and, and technology uh, affected the, the industries 
uh, that I'll be uh, speaking to these um, professionals. So yeah, that's where the, where the idea came from is to, to inspire my students and also other young people out there um, and to hear stories from professionals. So it could be, uh, I've spoke to uh, marketing managers for, for leading marketing companies and I was asking them about their journey uh, into the marketing world, how they've, and uh, what routes they've got into that, what education background. And I think uh, we're going to need more of those podcasts in, in all sectors. And, and I believe every subject area um, should have a podcast uh, that is targeted at young people to be able to learn and actually connect the theory that we uh, teach in the classroom and actually understanding how that's been put into practice. And I believe through podcasting, uh, we, we can bridge that gap. And, and um, I'm also uh, you know, thinking about introducing this into my students as well, getting them to create their, their own podcast as well, to spread the word and, and learn from it uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I, mean, I said to Phil Pelluccio, uh, the podcast guy, that um, podcasts are magical because they give you the gift of time. Um, so, I mean, what would you say about the, the magic of podcasts? What, what do they give people that's a, a magical thing? Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of uh, education, I think it's going to revolutionise uh, education. And I think the power of audio is important. And I think for, for many reasons, one of the reasons are if young people are able to actually create their own podcast about these topics, it could be entrepreneurship, it could be marketing, it could be an English lesson. Uh, if they're actually going out and, in, for instance, interviewing uh, the professionals in these sectors, they're going to be able to learn from this. Okay. Uh, secondly, they're also developing developing employability skills. Majority of companies now uh, have got a podcast, uh, which they're using as a marketing tool. And if students are leaving college and university and education with those uh, digital skills, with those skills to be able to plan, to be able to record a podcast, they're going to be more attractive um, to employers. Uh, and this is, you know, the other second reason that's, you know, that's changing the way, uh, the way we learn. And, and also another reason as well is, um, um, using these podcasts as an education resource, as a revision tool. Uh, so for instance, if a student has covered uh, something around the English topic, it could be um, how to write uh, paragraphing or maybe they might interview someone uh, in, in, in English uh, as a subject specialist. They are able to use that before the exams and actually listen to it. And there is research that is actually proving how effective audio is uh, in terms of uh, learning and inspiring uh, students. So I think it's going to grow. I don't think it's, um, it's quite widely um, being adopted in, in schools and colleges in the UK. I've seen quite a lot of in, in America and as I can see uh, it's coming into the UK as well. So it's quite an exciting time uh, to be able to explore how podcasting can be used in day-to-day -day life and, and learning as well. Yeah, and it does seem counterintuitive, doesn't it? Because it's an, arguably an increasingly visual culture, but of course podcasting can free up your hands and the, uh, your hands are free and your eyes are free to do other things as well. So you can sort of multitask while you're consuming the podcast. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's right. And I mean, you know, it could be um, when we get back into community, and you might be traveling on a train or on the bus. You can actually listen to a podcast and be able to learn something that you can take away and, and move forward. Uh, you might be doing house chores, you might be cleaning the house or making dinner. You can actually listen to a podcast that might actually give you some ideas. You can that can help with career development and actually for learning as well. And I think it's a powerful, powerful, powerful tool uh, that's going to change the way people learn and 
you know, it, it might get to a point where people are spending more time listening to podcasts rather than reading books as well. But um, I think the research is showing there is a balance uh, that, you know, still people are still listening and, and reading books uh, as well. So it's quite, it's quite very interesting how um, you know, this is sort of growing uh, across, the, across all different sectors. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I miss about commuting, actually. <laughs> you want to just sit there and listen to stuff. And, and uh, you're just in your own headspace, and it's uh, it's a bit of me time, weirdly enough, isn't it? Mm. Oh, like like any great podcast presenter, I have a, a really good segue for you now, because uh, by way of a segue into what we're going to talk about next, which is EdTech, um, mm-hmm. I've got a good guy for you to speak to uh, very soon to connect with on LinkedIn. It's a guy called Sean Lestage, who I was talking to a couple of days ago, and um, he has an EdTech firm called um, Ripen. Uh, they're based in Vancouver in Canada, and... Um, their mission is to eradicate unemployment from, uh, sorry, to eradicate eradicate graduate unemployment, right? So everybody who um, graduates will somehow become employed through this platform. That's his mission. So he's, he'd be a really good guy to talk to and yeah. have on your podcast as well, I think. Yeah, definitely. That should be quite interesting. It's an area that I'm really passionate about, and, and I believe we should be going towards, uh, you know, a skills-based um, uh, curriculum where you know students being able to develop those skills uh, that can use for employability. So it does sound like an interesting. Yeah, I'd love to uh, maybe uh, interview them onto my podcast to see how they can inspire uh, and educate the, the students and young people that are going to be listening to um, to my podcast as well when it launches uh, next week. Yeah. Excellent. Nice guy as well. Um, okay, so that, that was a good segue, that wasn't it? Don't you think, Blessing? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely it was. Yeah. Thank you for your validation. We all need that, don't we? Right. So let's move on to, to EdTech and research that you're involved in. So give us an idea of the uh, research that you're pursuing for your, your PhD. Yeah, so uh, I'm a student on the Doctor of uh, Education, so I'm just completing my second year and starting the third year in uh, September. Uh, So I'm specialising in uh, technology-enhanced formative assessment. Uh, um, Before I started my PhD, I was reflecting on how I can enhance learning experiences uh, through the use of technology to formatively assess uh, learners to actually check if, you know, what I'm teaching um, is what they've actually learned and being able to produce uh, in their assessment. Um, so my research began through uh, interviewing educators across higher education, schools uh, and colleges and which is how uh, we met as well. I didn't uh, interview you as part of that. And that was to get an insight uh, into the challenges that educators are facing at the moment when they use technology in informative assessment. And it was also to, to look at what opportunities or what experiences uh, educators are having uh, in terms of the use of um, technology enhanced formative assessment uh, and I'm currently just um, uh, analyzing and coding uh, that, that data um, to see what, what are some of the challenges uh, educators are facing and that's going to inform the, the, the second stage uh, as well as part of that research um, is to uh, have created um, a guide for educators that's going to help them to create their own podcast as an as a teacher and also podcast for that are going to be created by students so that's going to be the the second part of the research where i'm going to be working with 10 teachers from schools and colleges across the uk they're going to implement the the plan that i've created and the key thing as part of that research is to use the evaluation realistic 
holistic evaluation framework, uh, which look uh, which looks at what works, um, who does it work for, and in what context. And I believe that the EdTech research needs to go towards that route where it's looking at what's working, who is it working for, and in what context is it working for, rather than just um, you know introducing a technology or an EdTech resource um, and just going and, and, and using that for all, all types of learners. It's about understanding who are the learners, um, how are they responding to some of these uh, resources and technologies and what's working and in what circumstance. And that can be used um, uh, as a guide, hopefully going to produce some guide or some resources uh, for educators to help them uh, progress further with using audio uh, for teaching, learning and assessment. Yeah, we, we, must, we must collaborate sometime, mustn't we? I think we said that last time we spoke uh, because... I'm um, I'm starting a paper on um, using podcasting as a reflection tool, um, mm. and I'm not quite sure of the research questions yet. Uh, but I've just got lots and lots of data. Really, I've got you know, mm. nearly forty podcasts or something like that with so much data on them, and um, it's potentially a goldmine for, uh, for for data, isn't it? I think. Definitely, yeah, and I think it would be quite interesting to look at your data and do a comparative analysis with uh, what I'm doing with, with the uh, educators and what impact that's having and, and, and how the uh, podcast reflection to is having as well. So it would be quite interesting uh, to, to see that, yeah, and I think, um, you know, the power of um, interviewing people on a podcast, that's really good uh, data that can be used uh, to make informed decisions for uh, some of those, um, you know, EdTech uh, principles that are being used. So it's yeah, it'll be very interesting to, um, uh, to collaborate on that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and there's another podcast which um, which I'm fond of called uh, the Brick in the Wall podcast, which which isn't strictly about edtech; it's about education. But uh, of course, you know, it's using technology, so there's a great deal of overlap there, isn't it? Definitely, I've not um, checked the the podcast out yet, uh, so uh, it's something I'm going to sort of check out. Worth a try, yeah. Okay. Well, this this has been hugely enlightening, uh, blessing. I really appreciate you you coming on and talking about about this, and uh, of course, we will talk again soon, won't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's very interesting. I think we're working uh, collaborate, you know, in some areas that are, uh, you know, that we're both passionate about, you know, ed tech and podcasting. Uh, so it'll be quite interesting to collaborate in the future and see how our work, you know, could change and revolutionise the way we learn, teach, and, and educate people and assess them as well uh, as well. So, which is an area that I'm really passionate about. Mm. One more thing though, um, where did this passion come from? Do you think so? Before you started uh, thinking about. Um, gathering data and everything what, what was the the passion what what created that passion in the first place um i think um i have been working in the education sector for about 10 years now and uh, just been reflecting to see how i can enhance learning experiences and how i can be part of uh, the future of learning i believe the the way uh, you know, with, with what's been happening with the, with the exams, there are a lot of issues in education that needs to be addressed, uh, especially with that, what's happening with COVID-19. And I think there is a great opportunity here to uh, utilise technology in education and making it for better. I don't think, um, you know, we, we need a classroom for that. We, we need more community hubs. We need um, students going out into the community and applying that knowledge, applying that experience uh, as well and, and using innovative assessment methods. Uh, you know, it's not just about writing a 2000 word assignment, but I think if we can give 
that choice to students where they can actually maybe create a podcast as part of their assessment and actually um, you know introduce their concepts and their rationale around some of the ideas and that's where the the, the passion came from and I believe it's the role of us educators and students and other stakeholders within the education sector to come together and change um, you know education and revolutionize it and, and, and make it better by the use of technology uh, and not just about going into the classroom and delivering theory I think it's about suddenly you know from a school age as well going out into the community and actually applying and learning from from people and, and going towards a skills-based uh, curriculum I think that's where the, the passion came from and I think if all these ideas came about we should be able as, as educators and learners we should be able to come together to, to change the way we learn assess and teach people so that's where the passion came from that's very timely because i don't know about you but i, I think that these uh, issues have been gathering momentum but they've really really accelerated because of covid haven't they yes they have and i think we're at an exciting time and also a scary time where either technology is going to actually change it and make it for better or we're going to go uh, go back to old ways so I think this is the time to start showcasing what's already happening uh, in, in, in education because there is things already happening uh, in terms of in schools and colleges and universities um, and, and you know people using technology to make a difference and to make uh, teaching better uh, and, and I think uh, we're at an exciting time where if we get everyone uh, passionate and excited about it and spreading the word about how uh, technology audio podcasting is being used in education um, I think we were at, an, at a time where we might be able to change education for better um, yeah so it's exciting yes I don't know how you feel about it <laughs> I, well I feel as though it's a, a really pleasant community of like-minded people who feel as though we can make a difference I really do uh, and not just um, strictly uh, the edtech um, space if you like but the, the, the people who are driving change in education sorry driving positive change in education um, and so I really feel that there's, um, there is a feeling that we could uh, really get somewhere with, with these ideas. Mm, yeah, yeah, I believe that. It's, it's, I'm very excited about it. And uh, even though the, the change might not come straight away, uh, I believe that we, we're working towards that. And, and I think there are some very passionate educators uh, that I follow on you know, across different social media platforms that are doing uh, innovative things and, and making a difference and trying to challenge the way we've been uh, teaching and assessing learners and looking at more innovative ways of, of doing this. So, yeah. Let's do it for Ken Robinson, eh? Yes, yes, definitely. We're going to carry forward the work he, he started. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Blessing. It's really uh, great to talk to you, and we'll talk again soon. But the best of luck for the rest of your day, and uh, enjoy. Thank you. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Really exciting to be, to be here. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to catching up and uh, working together on other EdTech uh, in initiatives. Pleasure is all mine. Cheers now. Well, wasn't that great? Thank you very much for listening, and we look forward to sort of seeing you next week. Take care, and see you later.